You're listening to Mom Day, a podcast released every Monday by two best friends who have the gift of gab. We're your hosts, Danielle and Katie, and each week we'll talk about motherhood, friendship, marriage, and everything in between. Whether you seek community or just need a good laugh, we hope you'll tune in each week and hear from us and many others that we love. Our goal is simple. We strive for authenticity. So let's get started. Welcome to episode two of Mom Day. Today is the day that we discuss the children that came out of us. (laughs) That was not how I thought you were going to explain that. (laughs) Speaking of children, let's talk about what happened to me this week. Oh, yes, you. Well, not... Well, you and child. (laughs) Me with child. child. (laughs) So... (laughs) Colette goes to a babysitter three days a week. So we'll get into that too. But I work Mm part-time inside and out of the home. Mm -hmm. And my babysitter, I'm literally at her house undoing the toys. You talk about gift of gab. This girl is probably like, no, but Emily is such a huge part of my life. Um, And we're like laughing, talking about And she's like, I meant to tell you that I tested so-and-so, uh, for COVID, but I don't think he has it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. He had it. So I'm like, I am not going to stay here. Goodbye. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Peace out. Nice knowing you. So I grab Colette. We come back. We meet new... So we have new neighbors coming around, this, moving in across the street. And I introduce myself to them Meanwhile, Colette is just roaming around outside, <laughs> and they were like, you know, I was like looking back to make sure, you know, she was still alive, and I was like, she's being one with nature. <laughs> don't mind her. Don't mind, don't mind that one. So I literally, I mean, it is hard working from home oh. and with a baby. Like, when I don't have her and I have to work from home, it's like, put your feet back, I get stuff done. Mm-hmm. When she's here, it's like, now that she's walking. I was she's walking now. <laughs> It's Dude. like I, I could she could only watch so much simple songs. <gasps> okay, we'll get into that. We'll get too. into that yeah. another time too. Lord. So Ugh. I literally was joking around out loud, which you should never joke around out loud. And I said, Lord, what more? And he said, Hold my coffee. <laughs> so I was on FaceTime with my mom and Colette on our padded ottoman, she fell and I watched it happen and she bit she bit into the corner of the ottoman where it's like hard. I was gonna say, but it's, it's not but, all cushioned. Well, it is, but it's like thin cushion on the oh. edges. And she hit her mouth perfectly <sighs> to where think of a, a lip tie, okay? That that thing connected. Danielle's feeling hers right now. We need a video going. <laughs> um, she split that in two. I didn't even know that was possible. So when I lifted up her lip to see what was going on, um, there was a gaping hole, and I was like, this is not normal. <laughs> Pause. Meanwhile, then, I don't know when you sent this text, but I get a text saying, please pray for Colette or something. She's got a gaping hole in her mouth. And I was like, well, there's the hole that's your throat. And I'm like, what is going on? Okay, play. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, you know, took her to the ER, took her to the doctor. You know, meanwhile, I do not do blood. 
Let me preface, I knew I can do throw up, which I can talk about the one time she vomited on me, which, da- pause, Danielle me. got the video of me with vomit all over me. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, saying, hey, great. everyone, look at this. I'm actually reading the switch. She vomited oh, on yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> I can do poop. I really can. Like, I can do it. But blood? But blood, I think the thing with blood is that I'm very compassionate, like empathetic. Uh-huh. So if you're bleeding around me, I'm thinking about the pain that you're in. Feeling. And that's what gets me queasy. Uh. So the, let's just say the nurses had to come in and control her because I was like getting real white. And they're like, are you okay? She's still crying right now? Oh, girl. Too? She, she is. Well, she. that's when the pediatrician was looking at her. Okay. And I was crying. like, someone is going to have to hold this child because I am going to pass <laughs> out. I am going down. <laughs> Um, but she's doing fine. She's she, better. Yep. The pediatrician called me. At first, she messaged me and was like, hey, how she's doing? And I was like, she has some skin dangling. <laughs> between her, she got some skin dangling. Between her Michael Strahan teeth right now. <laughs> and um, she said, oh, that's normal, but take a pic. And I'm not kidding you. Zach came home. And I was like, you need to take a picture of her mouth. I can't and he's look like, at that. He's like, you can do it. And I said, no, no I, I can't. <laughs> And I was singing gospel, a gospel song, with my eyes closed, holding her arms above her head. Which song? Honestly, I think it was Amazing Grace. Amazing. And I'm just trying to picture. I was thing. looking to the left, and Zach took a picture. And luckily for our pediatrician's office, it doesn't save the photo to my camera roll because oh, some, you know, some do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you touch photos, so no, uh-huh. so oh. I haven't seen it. But she did laugh today. And I kind of got a glimpse Some. of it, and I was like, okay, it looks a little normal. Well, now, you said it, the doctor said that it can, like, heal itself, it can, or... It can just uh, go away. So she, this child may not have a lip tie? But some don't. So some get them lasered off. That's, like, the new fad. Oh. Yeah. what that does. I don't know. Maybe a lot it of gives br- you that, like, lip, the yeah. juicy lips that everybody's wanting these days. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to make juicy lips yeah. right. <laughs> Um. So, yeah, that was my week. Yeah, that was... That was something. I don't know. So Katie told me she has one for me this week. So I was like, what's funny that happened to me this week? Oh, I have one. What so we'll get into it in a different podcast. But Danielle and I, 23 weeks ago, decided oh. that we were going to do Peloton two days a week. We said two yeah. days. Yeah. That's all. Two biking days. And I think 22 out of 24 of those weeks, we've done it all. There was a week. There, there was, was a, a week, week that I was gone. There was a done week. So, like, yeah. wasn't doing good. But So, 22 weeks. Right. Yeah, probably. But here's the thing, though. I still say we do the 24 weeks because even if we don't do it together, we do it separately. Separate. Yes. So, like, I have the Peloton tread, so, like, I'll do a walking workout. But anyways, yesterday, we did not get up. Oh, yes. Oh, yesterday, we, and I texted her. Hallelujah. I texted her, and I said, hey, um... What Which I had gas around my belly button. <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm feeling a little weird. And I was like, can we just like move it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this morning, last night I texted her, I was like, hey, we are getting up at 6.15. Because normally we get up at 5.30. Yeah. I said, we are getting up at 6.15 and we're doing this right. She's like, you're game. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I texted well. her this morning and I said, hey, girl, Yeah. Not going to get up because I was like, I saw an opportunity to sleep in, which I'm sleeping in tomorrow. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but I was like, hey. And, and she was like, well, I've been up since 530. And so I, text- I was just up. Right. Like 
it wasn't her fault or anything. And I didn't even like set an alarm. I just woke up. So I text her and I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well then like, I'll get, get I'll get up. I'll go, I'll be down there in a few minutes. And she's like, meanwhile, I, she's like, I already started yoga. Can you please stop texting me? Cause I am trying she to was, be zen. She was messing up my zen. I was already starting my, I was like, I honestly was like happy when you said that. I was like, oh yay. I get to do yoga because Pel- the bike is, it is hard work. It is sweat, blood, and tears some days. <laughs> And it really, my legs hurt constantly. She's always complaining about her glutes. <laughs> they hurt so bad. If we got any masseuses out there. Um, <laughs> but, so she texted me this morning. I was like, oh, hallelujah. I can do some stretches, do some yoga. And then she's going to text me, oh, no, I'll get up. But I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I am in the zen zone. <laughs> she's like, can you please stop texting me? So I sent her a message. I said, not mistake. Namaste. And I, I got my yoga in, so. So that's like my week. Your story was way better, though. I'll come up with a better one, people. Don't worry. Well, Jack does Next have a black week. eye. Oh, but that was like <laughs> two weeks, two ago. weeks ago. She'll get, wait. Well, again, a cop, it wasn't an ottoman, but it was a coffee table. Homeboy was just, you know, doing his walking thing, which is kind of like iffy. <laughs> and he just smacked the table. And I it sounded like his head, but I went to pick him up. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's his eye. He had like a, it looked like a rug burn type thing. But then I was like, oh, this is going to turn into a black eye. It got black. It didn't get as black as it could have. But yeah, I definitely got a few looks at like the grocery store. So, <laughs> But I think people just know. Yeah. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> yeah. It's a kid. They're like, oh, look at, she doesn't have a lip tie. Yeah. Normal. normal. <laughs> black eye, normal. Speaking about kids. Okay, so we just yeah, want to go in. This episode is dedicated to, to our, our birth children. stories and our babies. Yes. Now, granted, we will be talking about our babies no. all the time because yeah. they are literally sorry. a piece of us. Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, y'all, our birth stories, complete, you think we told you we were different. We, we very <laughs> different in very different situations. Yeah. Diff- and we had a boy and a girl. I mean, we. Yeah. Very different. Very different. So, so, yeah. You want me to go first? Girl, or you want to go? You, you take it. Tell okay. us all about Jack. Okay. My son's name is Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, just to like preface, Pete and I were in Tennessee. Um, we were in Clarksville, Tennessee. And um, uh, how long he- were we there? A year before I had Jack, I think. The time blurs together sometimes. But, anyways, had Jack in. But hold up. Oh, I'm going to get to it. He was gone. He gone, was gone. So. Okay. When so. did he deploy? So Pete, okay, so I, I found out I was pregnant in February of 2020, right? Yes. Um, sorry, just remembering all the facts. Um, February of 2020, um, and Jack was due in actually October of 2020, um, but we had, had him early. The disrespect. I just Which honestly, I'm <laughs> Um, I am, uh, happy he came early though. So, cause as I'm sure some of you other moms know, going the full, four, did you go the full 40? I went 39. Yeah. You almost did. You went longer than me I and I was ready. Out. Yes. See, so not disrespectful in that case, <laughs> but well, she put me through a lot of disrespect. Yeah, she did. They still do. Okay. <laughs> um, so Pete had a, um, I don't know if it's considered a rotation or a deploy. I feel like it's not called a deployment. Um, he went to Germany. Um, 
I think it's called a rotation. I'm like trying to remember the terminology, but it doesn't he matter. Just he went to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> he went on a vacation. <laughs> oh yeah, I should preface this. Pete was in the military, if you haven't listened to the first intro. Um and she is the Purple Hearts movie. No, just no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, okay. I haven't seen the movie. I won't judge it till I watch it. But I'm <laughs> judging it. Um, but yeah, so he had to go to Germany. And um so I'm trying to remember when he left. See, I should have had these facts written down. He left. I should have him on your own podcast. Was it May? I'm pretty sure that you were 20 weeks pregnant taking your own pictures of your I baby definitely bump. was. I know I need to pull up my Instagram. So anyways, he, I guess I'll just say he left midway through the pregnancy. <laughs> um, I, my brain is so bad. Um, so then I was working and I had to like come up in my head with like, okay, if Pete's not here, because he was going to try and get two weeks to come back around the due date, which was like October 6th or something like that. Um, or 4th. See, memory. Um, <laughs> and so that's, we were kind of just like playing it by ear. Because um, as you know, you never really know when you're going to get birth. And um, so I had to come up with a plan. Like, okay, I need to have like my go-to person to call to like take me to the hospital. Um, if my mom can't be here, or if Pete can't be here. Um, and then add on top of it, COVID. <laughs> I'm going to try to not talk about COVID too much on this podcast because I am so tired of hearing that word. But um, what's it else called? Like SARS? Oh, yeah. It was the SARS. Oh, Stupid. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> this podcast is not about that. But anyways, on top of that, COVID added restrictions. So long story short... I like obviously ideally I wanted Pete there with me in the room and with the COVID thing we found out that he would have to isolate for I think it was two weeks at the time before he could go into the hospital with me and so we were honestly like contemplating like well could you like would they know like could you just come in would they know like because that was going to be the hardest thing for me was to be in the hospital with my husband home, knowing he was home and I had to do it without him. I was going to be livid. I honestly, the way it worked out was exactly what it needed to be. And like mm -hmm. God's hand over all of it. Like I, I didn't pray that my husband couldn't be there, but I prayed that the best situation would be and he... He provided like he always does. And um, my, I have a friend. Um, I didn't even ask her if I could like say her name on here. But um, Whitney, if you listen to this, <laughs> um, Pete went to school with her and her husband um, at um, IU Bloomington. And we happened to be stationed at, um, or in Clarksville um, together at the same time. Hadn't connected for a long time. And... I went over to her house one day for coffee um, and donuts, and um, I asked her, like, hey, could I put you on my, like, list um, of people to call? And she's like, sure. And I, I didn't even know, like, what order I had people in, um, but Whitney also has children, so, like, she's, like, gone through pregnancy and everything. Um, so fast forward to, let's say, 36 weeks my mom comes to visit and I have an appointment and I ask the doctor like, hey, um, 
Oh, yeah, I hear the noise outside. If you hear the noise outside, somebody's bumping. Um, <laughs> um, but I asked the, I had uh, the OBGYN, I was like, do you need to like check me? And she's like, oh, we like normally wait till closer to time. And I'm like, okay, well, my mom like delivered early, so I just thought I'd ask. Um, and so they didn't check me. My mom and I both believe 100% that I was already dilated when she was there. And then, um, so my mom left because, you know, I wasn't feeling any contra- contractions or anything. Right, she's and, got a job. Yeah, yeah. She's got stuff to do. She's got a husband to take care of and feed. And <laughs> um, I those flowers. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I got to have like a fun week with my mom. But then I can't remember exactly the time frame. It was only a couple of days after she left, I think. I think it was I two correctly. or three. Yeah, it was like barely any days. Yeah. And I, I remember I posted on Instagram, some weird things are happening. <laughs> now, this is TMI. For any of you boys that might get queasy, there's this thing called your mucus plug. <laughs> I had blood and I was like, my first thing was my heart sunk. I thought something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I, call, I think I called the doctor and... She said, like, oh, it might be, like, part of the mucus plug or whatever. And as some of you may or may not know, some people go into um, labor right away after that. And some people, you can be, like, weeks, I guess. I don't know. I still don't know. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So (laughs) that happened. And then um, I started having what I didn't know were contractions on, what day was that? Saturday night. I think it was Saturday night. And I was timing them, and they were just, like, kind of all over the place. I called the um, hospital, and they were like, yeah, we want them to be, like, what is it, five minutes apart so many times? I don't even remember. Um, But they weren't that. So I was like, okay. It just felt like period cramps to me. That's what it felt like, but, like, very, like, consistent ones. (laughs) And I remember calling my mom. I'm like, I don't know if this is what it is. And I even told like the nurses that I'm like, I don't know if this is what it is. And nobody really said this is what it is. So I'm just like, okay, we'll just roll with this it. What it is. So that's what it is. I'm just having a rough night. And um, Sunday I was supposed to go to the pumpkin patch with my friend Olivia. She was going to take How'd like that some go? maternity. <laughs> Didn't go. I told her I. So I started. I technically labor started Saturday night. And then all day Sunday, I had contractions, and I was still not sure what it was. Stupid day now. Um, <laughs> but I was also texting, and I believe I called Whitney, too, and I was like, I don't really know. And my thing was, I didn't want to go all the way to the hospital, which was like 20 minutes away, to be turned away. And especially with, like, COVID and everything. And then Whitney was my go-to girl. I, I just decided I was like, you're going to be it. And she told me, she was like, please call me. She's like, I have my phone on, like the ringer on and everything. Um, and oh, you're such a blessing, Whitney. <laughs> um, so I finally, it was seven o'clock on Sunday night and I was like, okay, I mean, let's just go see what this pause. is. Yeah. It takes a special person to be like, Hey, I'll be in the birthing room with you. Yeah. Well, and at this point I didn't even know what that right. was going to look like. Right. I didn't even ask her if she'd do that. Right. I don't think I did. I think I just asked her like, could you take me to the hospital? Oh, well. So then we get to the hospital, and I'm a very, like, I don't like anybody to feel uncomfortable around me, so I will put on a face, like, yeah, you would never know something's wrong. So we go in, and I guess, I I don't know if it was Whitney that told me this, but she heard some of the nurses or somebody say, like, this girl's way too chipper. 
she's there's no way she's dilated enough and they take me back there and I, I mean I was waiting we were waiting a while um and they take me back there and I don't remember if they yeah yeah they did the cervical exam oh yeah that was the worst part of birth for me <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst part um and as soon as she stuck it up there she was like you're at a six and her eyes like went wide like she was surprised I'm like, yeah, chip your mind. <laughs> and um, so then, of course, then they get out the the brain swab because it's COVID times. Brain swab? Yeah, because they stuck that thing right up to my brain. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant like cervical. Like they did oh, no. Up the nose to the gray matter. <laughs> <laughs> and that hurt just as much as the cervical I exam. I agree. I agree. Oh, so bad. Um. I could totally go without that next time. I'm just going to be like, nah, it's okay. Let's just yeah. let things happen. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then I was, you know, then I had to make this decision. My mom is, like, in communication with Whitney. Whitney was, like, so kind of, like, keep texting with her and keeping her posted while I'm contracting and everything. Um, and Whitney, like, uh, mom was, what, what is it, four, six hours away? I think it was six hours away from Indy. And... I was like, there's no way, like, they're going to believe, like, we could, we were, like, I was honestly contemplating, like, lying, sorry, God, um, <laughs> to get my sorry, mom Jesus. there, yeah, because I was like, but then they'll be like, I didn't know if she would make it in time, mm-hmm. and so. Could she have, looking back? Honestly, she would have, but she would have, mom, you might remember it differently, see, some of this is, like, fuzzy for me, but I feel like she wasn't there long, um, after. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with COVID and everything, I was right. like, even if she gets there, will she be allowed in? Right. So, and she'd have to, like, lie and be like, no, I've been here. I was just shopping or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> On the military just base. taking my time. <laughs> so Whitney told me, she, like, looked me in the face and she was like, listen, if you don't, like, let me in the room, I will be out in this waiting room. Because I didn't want her to feel, like, uncomfortable. I'm like... You know, not everybody wants to be in the birthing room with somebody like Right. And like we're friends and stuff, but we hadn't seen each other in a very long time. So like she wasn't a stranger by any means, but you know I like, mean, you don't get a stranger in a birth room. No. <laughs> you don't. And she was honestly like the hugest blessing. Um just like looking back, she was just such a good support. Like she was like holding my hands, like best partner. <laughs> Um, and she just like, Whitney, what, can you come up for birth number two? For real. <laughs> coach, coach Pete through it. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. Like she obviously had children. Um, and so it was nice to actually have her there because I could like ask her cause I was debating on the epidural or not. My mom had no epidural. I hope you don't mind me sharing this mom. Um, <laughs> no epidural for all four. So my mindset was I'm going to go into this and just see how I feel. And there got a point that I started to feel like feverish and it was just getting really uncomfortable. And I was like talking to Whitney about it. And she's like, You're, either choice. She's like, you know, you can't make a wrong choice. Like you'll get through it either way. Mm-hmm. And um, I ultimately decided to get the epidural and Lord, I will never go without it. <laughs> to each their own, to each their own. Mm-hmm. But I like, I feel like, and obviously we have very different stories and how ours <laughs> worked. I won't yeah. say anymore, but um, 
mine worked fabulously. I did not. I could I could move my legs. Um, but could you I, feel pressure? I I feel like I felt pressure, but barely. Like I really like I could. It was so weird. I could move my legs, but I could not feel like pain. Yeah, I could feel. I I'm sure I was feeling pressure. It's hard to remember these things. <laughs> good. You poop. go like in shock. Yeah. Yeah. Good poop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so epidural and then Whitney got Pete on FaceTime, um, which that was like really hard. Like I could tell, um, it was hard on Pete and obviously me. Um, but yeah, we, we did it. (laughs) We did it. We obviously like next baby, he is going to be there for all the appointments. (laughs) Um, we kind of got a taste at the first ultrasound. They told him he had to leave very rudely, too. I'm going to not go into too much detail. But, like, I brought him in all excited. And, you know, that first ultrasound, right. you're kind of scared because you don't know. Like, Is that, like, the eight-week one? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was eight weeks. And, like, haven't heard a heartbeat or anything yet. And, you know, I've had friends that have had things go wrong. And um, I just wanted him to be there. And because of COVID... They would not let him in. And so I was bawling for that appointment. And little did I know that was just like a little taste of what that would be like. Um, right. The rest of it would be like. So. And you, and it was just you and Jack for the first six months. Yes. So Pete got to come home for two weeks. It was like seven days after Jack's birth. Um, met him at the airport. That was like, oh, so like. I just like cry. I cried like when he showed up. Um, so my mom and my sister actually came up too, um, right after Jack was born. So it was nice. I had a huge support. Um, my mom actually, while I was in the hospital, like we had to like wave through the window, like, <laughs> and she came up to the floor um, with the car seat or the is that what it's called car seat? Yeah, car seat. And um, she was like, "There's no way you guys can let me in." And they turned my mom away and. Like, she heard one of the nurses say, like, she's been in here by herself for three days. Like, obviously, Whitney had to leave to go home, take care of her family. And her husband had to get back to work. Um, And all I had was nurses coming in and out. I'd FaceTime. um, And it broke my mom's heart. I know, like, maybe we'll talk about that um, when she's on the podcast. But it was really hard um, for both of us. And... I could tell, like, some of the nurses felt bad, too, but, you know, they had to, like, follow their protocol. Right. Um, and I don't know how much I should go into detail. The stay at the hospital was not fun. Like, I did not realize, like, you have to feed your baby every two hours. The nurse came in, like, I was very, uh, what's the word? I don't know. I was very, like thankful for them at the time but looking back I'm like they were very like not warm towards me a lot of people have said like you know once the baby comes out it's all about the baby right and I kind of felt that way and it was like you're exhausted you just had a baby and like obviously like I'll feed him but like can I get some help like I didn't even know how to like breastfeed and all this stuff I had a lactation consultant come in but still didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing did they offer you like a nursery like to take him for no I don't even know that that was there. He was, it was an in-room thing. Um, Did you move rooms? 
um, just from the where I gave birth yeah. to whatever that other side's yeah. called. Um, postpartum? Yeah, something um, like pre-natal, that. Pre-natal? Pre-natal? No. No, postnatal. Uh, postnatal. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> something. Whatever natal. Something natal. Pre, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was like an experience in itself. Um, so I really can't wait for, God willing, second child to have Pete there at least. <laughs> um, and for Pete to like, to be able to experience that, you know. Oh, yeah. Because um, he only got to experience it through FaceTime, which Whitney did the best she could to get him. Did he up. see the full She made sure. Landscape. She moved it. <laughs> he probably was like, what? He said, Monet Picasso, what? what? I got the whole painting. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so then, I know I've been hopping around a little bit, so hopefully I haven't lost you all, but... Um, then I was released from the hospital. That was a glorious day. My legs were the, like elephant trunks. <laughs> God bless you. Was that a sneeze? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like God bless you. Um, and yeah, I brought this like cute like dress because I thought, oh, it'd be all like really comfy and cute. <laughs> and then my legs were like elephantitis. So that was Wait, great. and didn't you put Jack in a gown? Was he that was you? in... A stretchy thing, and you had to like lift it up. I think so. Yes, I didn't bring pants for him. Fun fact: you need to have pants for them. If well, if it's a boy or a girl, right. because then when you buckle them in, it's yeah. She I had, didn't think that one. Through. I did not, and there's still things that I don't know what I'm doing. Anyways, so my mom and dad picked me up, um, and my mom and dad took such good care of me, like. It was so, so nice having them at the house. I can't even remember how long they stayed. It was like at least a week um, until Pete came. And then they left right after Pete came so that we could have some, like, family time. Um, But Nicole also came up. That's my sister. Um, (laughs) She's the youngest of the four of us. Um, She came, I guess, down from Illinois. And, yeah, we just, like... I tried to figure it out. I got to ask my mom questions about, like, how to breastfeed and stuff like that. Um, And then Pete came home, and we had, like, the best two weeks. Um, He really didn't want to go back to Germany. Like, and Germany was, like, locked down, too. So, like, he literally felt like he was in prison. Um, I don't know that it's much different right now, either. Um, (laughs) um, So, yeah, when he had to go back... I had to, like, drive him to the airport, and that was honestly, like, the hardest part of it was having to say goodbye to him because I still felt like, what am I doing? Like, I have at, no idea what I'm at doing. At that point, how many more months? We went six months. Jack was six months old when Pete came back from Germany. Yeah. So, literally, it was like I wasn't trying to, like, pass the time because I wanted to, like, savor the moments with my baby, but at the same time, I wanted Pete to come home, and <laughs> I knew that we had to get to that mark, that six-month mark um, for Jack. So, yeah, and then that was, like, a super exciting thing when he came home. Um, and funny, like, seeing him, like, he he was really great. There were just a few things, like, buttoning the <laughs> onesie outside of the pants, <laughs> not in. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep. I, you won't mind me sharing that one, Pete, right? Um, <laughs> he did something recently, too. It was really funny. I can't remember. It'll come to me. But, um, yeah, just watching him, like, become a dad, like, and see it, like, in real life was nice, finally. Why don't you talk about 
the lovely doctor that you came across when you found out Jack's diagnosis. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so we had one doctor and then, like, switched to another. I actually really liked this doctor at first. Like, Jack had lost, like, a lot of weight. I had a lot of issues with breastfeeding. I think I was really stressed. Um, I mean, obviously. And then, like, I'm, like, the most dehydrated person on the planet. And then, like, add on top of it, like, adding a child and then the stress and like being alone mm-hmm. like I don't think any of that helped and and then I have never had a kid before so this is just weird what <laughs> like what um so I stopped breastfeed so first I add I um I was trying to breastfeed wasn't working out great then I was pumping and fortifying his milk with formula and so he was pumping up a little bit but by month three I went in and I forget the percentage he was like negative one percentile or something in weight and I looked at the doctor and I was like I'm going straight to formula he was like that is totally fine he's like he is healthy he's fine I'm like well he's not healthy right now because he's negative one percentile <laughs> I've never seen those numbers oh oh no I got I got ogre upstairs <laughs> so opposite we're opposite the children opposite <laughs> um so I just decided that day and it was like oh, such a relief like honestly I was just like oh okay, I'm going to feed my baby. He's going to like get healthy and everything. So the doctor was great. Like I felt supported in that. And then come, I don't know if it was a six month appointment or seven six months. months. It must've been six months. Uh-huh. And then we found out around seven months, yep. I think is what it was. Um, I went in and he, the nurse came in and she was acting kind of weird. And then the doctor came in and they were like, just like staring at him and like really quiet. And then all of a sudden he's like, so, um, what did he say? He said, um, I don't want to offend you, but, and I was like, he's about to offend me. You don't lead with, I don't want to offend you. Because note. Note, people, <laughs> noted. Um, he said, I don't want to offend you, but did you drink alcohol, like, while you were pregnant? And I looked at him, like, in disbelief, and I was like, no. And then. You're like, yeah, I was good. Yeah, like, I was, yeah. I got that <laughs> Franzia of <laughs> Um, so I said no, and then he proceeded to ask more questions, like, is there anybody that I know of in my family with a disability? And I was like, well, maybe I have, like, a cousin, maybe, or, but it was, like, distant stuff, and I'm like, okay, and then he's like, let me see a picture of your husband, and so I show him a picture of Pete, and he's like, well, he does kind of look like his husband, <laughs> him and the nurse are both looking at the picture, and I'm like, I stopped him, I was like, what are you getting at? Like, what? What are you doing? Um, and he's like... Well, I don't know for sure, but his eyes are slightly further apart, and his neck's a little shorter, his tongue's a little protruded. Um, he might have Down syndrome, and I want him to be tested at Vanderbilt um, at the genetic area. And I, I was like, what? Like, what? You're like, my baby is six months old. What do you mean? Like, yeah. you test for that at birth. Yeah. I'm like, what? I was just like in disbelief. And I'm like, okay. So we schedule these appointments. Meanwhile, like, I'm like, my child does not have Down syndrome. I know what Down syndrome kids look like. Like, you know. Right. I feel like. I remember I, getting your text. Like, you're not going to believe. Believe this. And even like talking to family and friends, we were all kind of like, What? I mean, I think Jack looks kind of like your nephew. 
Yeah, like and I he, think he com- has like features of your your of Pete's side, and he has features of yeah. The side. Because looking at like even me now as a like as a child, and now I'm like my eyes are kind of further apart. Like yeah. I was like maybe because like I mean maybe because he said he looks like Pete. I'm like yeah maybe there's some commissar traits or something. I don't know. And that's what we all were saying. Like all of my family members and were like yeah like I think he just looks like us. Um, and. Then we took him, so Pete's home for all this, thank goodness, um, but we went to Vanderbilt. I had to go up there by myself because it's still COVID, um, and they, um, the sweetest man, um, I don't, a geneticist, I guess, um, came in, and I had looked up this stuff before we went. Um, there's something called the, uh, is it single palmer, palmer crease? I might have messed that up, but... Typically, some kids with Down syndrome will have a single line on one of their hands or on both of their hands. Um, now, you may have that. That does not mean that you have Down syndrome, though. Just a preface. Like, there are people that have that that people don't have Down their syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> looking at their palms, like, wait, do I? What? Um, but that was something that I, like, Googled, and I was like, well, he does have this one line, but then there's this tiny little line, so maybe, no. I still didn't think anything. Mm-hmm. I go to the geneticist and he's like, he showed me his hand and that he had a single line. And I'm like, well, he's like, doesn't seem to have Down syndrome. And he'd never said if he had or not. But he did say, he was like, it's not a home, his exact words were, it's not a home run for me, but I want to have his heart checked and we'll get the blood draw. He's like, there's a few things. I think he mentioned maybe the protruded tongue a little bit. I was going to say, he mentioned the tongue. And maybe the eyes. But, like, he showed me his hand, so I thought that was him telling me, like, just because you have this doesn't mean right. you have Down syndrome. So, um, then we, um, what did I do next? Oh, yeah, so I had to get his blood drawn. That was traumatic. I tried to, like, sing him his favorite songs. It does not help. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got his heart checked. I think it was the same day. No, I had to go back. We had to go back for the heart scan. Heart scan came back great. The doctor said, "He's per- it's perfect. That was his exact words. He's perfect. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Like, he does not have Down syndrome. Little did I know that there are three different forms of Down syndrome. And I don't know why I didn't, like, Google that. Like, I, I guess it just didn't pop up. I don't know. But I didn't know at that point. And so... I don't even remember how much time went down or um, had passed, um, but I get a phone call. Pete's at work, and I get a phone call, and uh, he – what are we at? 30, sorry. We're checking the time. <laughs> <laughs> we get a phone call, and um, it's to schedule a genetic counseling and I was like, for what? Because, like, I hadn't gotten the results. Right. And I was like, are the results in? Like, can I talk to somebody? And she's like, well, there's nobody available right now, but you can see it on my chart or whatever. And I'm, like, freaking out because she can't tell me over the phone. So I, like, set up my chart. And the first thing I see is mosaic Down syndrome. And then a bunch of, like, karyotype, blah, 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 blah. A bunch of stuff I didn't understand at the time. Um, and my heart just, like, stopped and then I just remember, like, tears just came. And I didn't even know what it meant, mm-hmm. really. I just was like, what is this mosaic? 
but I saw Down syndrome and I was like, what? And, um, I waited till Pete came home to tell him, I don't remember what time of the day it was, but I didn't tell anybody and I kept it to myself because I wanted him to be the first one to hear it in like in person. Um, so I had been doing research all day long and he, he came home, walked in the door and I immediately just like lost it. And, um, Pete being like the researcher guy, like immediately was like, I don't even remember what he said, like something just like what? And he went immediately to his laptop and started researching, like, what does this mean? And, um, yeah, it was just something that we both were just like in such disbelief because I had, I had been with Jack for six months, almost seven months at that time. Actually, no, it was seven months at that point. You're like, I know my kid. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not that Yeah, I'm not a partier. Yeah. And what does it have to do with? Yeah. And that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other. The bedside manner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how I found out that Jack, uh, so a lot of kids that have mosaic down syndrome are diagnosed later. There's actually like some adults that are diagnosed with it later on in life. Um, I did not have the, um, what is it called? Uh, it's not genetic testing. The pre, what is it called? Pre-screening. Pre-screening. The pre-screening, which is not a diagnostic so it might not test. It's a screening. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, like, when I talked to the nurse, when I was deciding whether to get it or not, she was like, it could say something and it's not accurate. Right. And for me personally, like, obviously to each their own, if you want to get it done, get it done. But for me, I just like, it wasn't something I needed to have done for my like mind, you know, to like be at ease or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it would have shown up on there. Right. Because um, I guess I should talk about what it is. So uh, tri- trisomy 21, all of these cells have an added chromosome. Um, typically, we all have 46. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, typically, um, we have 46. Um, and then children with Down syndrome, trisomy 21, have 47. Jack's um, is some of his cells have that extra chromosome and some do not. Um, so that's he's really unique. He's yeah, one percent of kids within Down. So what is it? Only like I don't remember the percentage of people with Down syndrome. Um, it's a low percentage, but then Jack is like one percent of kids that have Down syndrome have this type of Down syndrome. <laughs> Um, so it's just been, I'm like waiting to find if there's anybody that knows of somebody else with a kid or knows somebody with mosaic down syndrome, please reach out to me. Cause I would love to talk to them. Um, just to hear about their journey and everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's just been a real learning, um, experience. And I think it is for like everybody, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and this just has been something that I didn't think would be part of my story, but in honesty, like in all honesty, it's been like the biggest blessing. He's healthy. His heart is healthy. Yes, there's, he has taken a lot longer with like crawling, like even to get him like to sit took a while and then just everything's been Don't longer. get her on feeding. No. <laughs> we are Next still working on things. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll talk. I can talk more about that because um, I've talked a lot. Um, but she got the gift again. I am looking at her like time is a ticket. <laughs> no, I'm just totally kidding. But um, 
Yeah, so it's just been an adventure and such a blessing. We have an amazing community here um, in Indy. Um, I'm a part, or we're a part of Gigi's Playhouse. Um, and if you, you know, know somebody that's in the Down syndrome community and they aren't connected with Gigi's, get them connected because they are just wonderful at connecting families. And Jack has so many like friends that he can relate with, um, and they're all different. So no matter what your kid has going on, like. Obviously, they're all unique. Um, but, yeah, we just feel so supported, and Jack is teaching us so much. Um, a lot of patience. but Disrespect. Uh, and a lot of disrespect. <laughs> Back to your birth, though. Oh, what yes. would you rate it out of 10? Well, I remember out of 10, what do you mean? Like, what's the hardest? 10. Um, no, would, like best. Like 1 to 10. Like 0 to 10. 10's the best? Yeah. I would say nine only because pete wasn't there look at you it was a very good experience like i said i said right after he came out i said i'd do that again (laughs) should we transition should we yes let's transition on to katie's yes so my sweet colette her name was formed by watching Real Housewives of Orange County. I did not know that. Yes. So, Heather Debro, if you are ever watching this or hearing this, you inspired me. We could not. We had so many. So, like, I like the gender neutral names. Mm-hmm. So, I really liked Campbell. That's a family name. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the name Noah. Now, Noah is, like, everyone's naming their kids, you know, gender neutral. Yeah, yeah. And Zach's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, because we're not small people. And he's like, well, what if she's, like, really chunky? Like, Campbell Chunky Soup. And I was like, okay, we're done. We are done. Um, so, I was watching Real Housewives of Orange County, flipping through, and Heather DeBro's youngest daughter is named Colette. And I was like, I wonder if Zach will like that. <laughs> well, he did. Um, he yeah. liked it. Um, and then she has my grandmother's middle name. Um, so my grandmother's name is Judith. And we will definitely get into that. Another girl, Danielle, got the get the gap. So I got to No. <laughs> no, I'm just totally kidding. Um, so, but I... I wanted Colette, my grandmother passed away and she was the most influential person in my life. And so I wanted her to have a piece of that. And so her name is Colette Judith. She turned one back in June. And when I found out I was pregnant, I was kind of in shock because we had like decided that we wanted to start trying. And I was like, I'm not doing this ovulation crap. And then I did it for one month. And I was like, this is stupid because I'm stressing myself out. Um, And I don't know you know what this ovulation stuff is well uh did it for literally one month i was like this is stupid and then i decided that i was just done and that's when i got pregnant it was like the lord said and let there be sperm and egg and there was sweet colette she just came in and you know what i had a really easy pregnancy I, yes, I got the aches and pains, you know, and, you know, mild infections every once in a while. Um, but it was a pretty good pregnancy. And, but what sucked is we were still in the COVID stage. Yeah, so, yeah. like, everything was monitored. I could only have one person. And in some, some appointments, actually, that couldn't go to either. So, anyways, um, when I was 30, 
when I was 30 weeks pregnant, my doctor decided we need to do non-stress test because my blood pressure, I wasn't preeclampsia, I didn't have preeclampsia, but I was like, I think I was stressing myself out. So she's like, we're going to get you non-stress tests each week. Mm -hmm. And so at my, and then every other week I was getting ultrasound. So like to look at the baby's growth because Mm -hmm. Colette was not moving. She was like sip, sip, like on that amniotic fluid, (laughs) like night, night. And honestly, I, in some of the ultrasounds, I had to go to, um, the high risk side because she wasn't moving and they would like give me grape juice to drink and i was she was not moving guys and i'm not even kidding you and they're like i don't understand and i was like this child is about to so anyways at her 38 week scan they were measuring her at over eight pounds and they're like katie like if you want we can uh totally take her a week early and i was like cool so we scheduled my induction that week. So we it was on a Wednesday we were supposed to no a Thursday we were supposed to go in, um, and at five o'clock. And so my in laws came and got Frankie, and I bawled like a baby. I mean, you would have thought Frankie was going to war. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, Frankie's gonna be so affected by this. It's gonna ruin her life. Like I was so sad, and you know, just being dramatic. Cause me and Zach are both crying. I like had to turn away. It was like that movie scene. I was like, I can't even breathe. <laughs> So I get a call at 4.30, just as we're about to head to the hospital. And they're like, hey, we had an emergency. Can you come at 8? We'll call you. And I was like, cool. 7 o'clock, didn't hear from them. 7.15, they call. Hey, we don't have a room right now. Can you come? I hate to say this, but at midnight. And I was like, what? And I was like, what if I don't come at midnight? Like, what if I don't want to? They're like, well, we're going to have to call your doctor because we need to start you on side attack. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, here we go. So I was like, you know, whatever, we'll go midnight. So we packed up everything, and we left the house at 11.45 on a Thursday night. And Mm -hmm. I said, and I recorded us, mind you. I got that pregnancy lip. You know, know, your lips are swollen, Mm -hmm. looking good. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys, I was massive. I was like massive walking whale. So we're going up, and I was like, are you nervous? And he's like, I'm good. And I was like, I'm freaking out. (laughs) And then... uh, I brought my new Barefoot Dreams blanket. That comes into play. Um, I got my my own pillow. I got I got my earplugs. And they start me on Cytotec. And mind you, I'm just going to say this here. I had a little pH problem down there. Mm-hmm. And looking back, <laughs> looking back, I don't think that I should have been induced. And talking to medical professionals, I probably shouldn't have been either. Anyways, moving forward. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is 1 o'clock a.m. And she starts the first dose of Cytotec. She slips it in the cervix. And she's like, are you doing okay? And I said, yeah, I'm just like a little sad. She's like, why are you sad? And I was like, well, you know, like, I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And I really want my mom to be here. Uh And she was like, well, why can't she be here? And I was like, well, because of COVID. Because we're still in the one person in the room. And she says, they lifted that on Tuesday. You can have another person. I said, well, I said 937. I'm not going to give out her phone number, but it's 1.30 in the morning. I call my mom. She's like, hello. You know, she's like, she's thinking that like Poor the Lori. baby is there. And I said, Lori, Susan, I said, it's the go time, baby. You, you need to come to Indy tomorrow morning. Here's my mom. Well, I don't want to intrude on you. I said, no, you are coming. <laughs> 
well, I don't want to take this special moment away from you. He's like, I don't care. I said, I am pushing out this baby. I will ask him. I was like, skirt, Zach, are you okay if she comes? He's like, what? I was like, okay, he says it's fine. <laughs> so, so the next, so I was started on side attack around one. And then I got it around six. Okay. And my mom texted me at seven o'clock. She's like, how are things going? And I was like, good. I'm like wrapped up in my. I need you is to she remember. On the road at this point? No, oh. I need you to remember this phrase: barefoot dreams. Barefoot okay, dreams. that is a hundred and forty dollar blanket. That's a nice blanket. Okay, I got this plush blanket because I'm like I am a plush diva. I need this <laughs> plush blanket to wrap myself in. Anyways, I'm sitting there and it's six o'clock or let's say seven o'clock. My mom texts me and they give me my second dose of side attack and I was like. I'm feeling this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. And um, my doctor comes in around 9.30. And she's like, I'm going to break your water. So I think, okay, thank you. So I'm texting my mom. I'm literally wrapped up. I'm sitting on my Barefoot Dreams blanket. Okay? <laughs> Shout out to Barefoot Dreams. My doctor pops my water on the Barefoot Dreams. Girl, I, I said... You, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I whipped that Barefoot Dreams blanket so fast. And do that's, you know what this I is? I was like, do they know? <laughs> do you know what this is? I was like, do you know how much I spent on this stupid blanket? Which, <laughs> shout out to Barefoot Dreams. They are all over my house. I got one in the nursery. You can sponsor us. <laughs> I got three. I mean, I got four down here. I mean, I love these blankets. Yeah. Nordstrom anniversary sale. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I, I look over at Zach and... The doctor, the doctor comes, the doctor on call comes in after she broke my water and he was like, how you doing? And I was like, good. And all of a sudden I just was like, whoa, I don't feel good. He's like, you know what? Why don't we get you the epidural? And I was like, yep. Yeah. So the anesthesiologist comes in and he looks real young. I mean, young. And I was like, I could. If I'm not laughing, I'm crying. So I was like, hey, like, is this your first day on the job? And he was like, what? And I was like, you know what? I grew up with people who have anesthesiologist parents. I was like, it's a good thing that you guys are insured because if I come out here a paraplegic, you're going to need good insurance. And he was like, what? And Zach's like, stop it. So I get my epidural and I'm feeling good. And then all of a sudden, everything just like goes black. And I don't know if you know this. I don't know this. Yeah. So everything just like went black. And I had I woke up and I had like 10 nurses bedside. They had my legs in the air. Okay. What like, happened? Legs in the air. <laughs> um, my blood pressure dropped from the epidural. From the epidural? Yeah. It just like hit me. Oh. Colette's blood pressure dropped. Ooh. So they had like these shots and they were like shooting my leg with these shots. Then they put my legs around a peanut ball to keep them elevated. And so I did not know this. Yes. And so this doctor was like, listen, you're under control now. Like, do you feel good? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, all I'm saying is you don't want to see me again. I was like, okay, bye. Yeah, bye. I was like, see ya. <laughs> Get out so of I'm resting. And all of a sudden I open my eyes and I see him. And I look at him. I said, I thought I didn't want to see you. I <laughs> <laughs> thought you were supposed to be here. And he was like, so here's a problem. Your epidural is doing what it needs to be doing, mm-hmm. okay? But you're progressing so quickly that, like, we cannot track your contractions. It's just oh. how, like, I was not on Pitocin. I was on anything. And he was like, I don't know. He's like, we've been talking about there. And I think what we're going to do is pull off your contraction monitor around your stomach. And we're going to put something inside you 
around her head. Excuse me? I was like... Excuse me. At this point, I was like, whatever. (laughs) I had to pee so bad. I was eating so many popsicles and Sprite. No, popsicles and water. So I was like... I'd been cathed three times. Yeah, it was cathed three times. I wanted to do the Foley cath, and I was like, uh uh, Mm -mm. nope. Mm -mm. Um, So not only was my urethra being stretched out the walls, um, but now I have this monitor inside me. Okay, so my mom comes. All right. So then Lori shows up. Lori's there. Hallelujah. Lori's there during this time. Uh, Oh, okay. And Greg decided he wanted to come too, even though he can't come. Into in the, the room, room. so mm-hmm. he's in the waiting room. My in laws come, so they're they're out there having like a Panera bread party. I'm, <laughs> I am, shout out Panera bread. Um, I am in there like, I mean, I'm so out of it. I'm like out of it, but in it, but like not. And like I had to pee, and so like I I was cast at the end of the day. I was cast nine times. My. So any medical professional out there, I need you to comment on how normal that is nine times. Please. So. Ouchie. Let's just get into it. Yeah. Around, I'm going to say around 7 o'clock, okay, at night. So now we're Friday night. Mm-hmm. I look at my mom, my sweet mother wearing her sweet little glasses, and I'm like, Mom, I'm burning. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm burning down there. She's like, Katie, then it like hits me. Like I'm burning. <laughs> like fire crotch. And um, I was like, I'm burning, Mom. And she was like, just breathe. And I was like, you need to call in a nurse. Mm-hmm. Brandy, I still have her name. And I have not yet ever reached out to her, but I probably should. Like, mm-hmm. just to tell her, Colette just turned one, whatever. Oh. So it's around 7. And from, like, 7 to 9, I'm in, like, severe pain. At the time, they had just upped my epidural. So I got a second epidural because mm-hmm. the medicine wore off. So they upped my epidural. And then... The burning happens for an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Around, around nine o'clock, the OB, the OB on call comes in and he was like, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna send a nurse over to my office and get lidocaine cream. And we're gonna try to like cool you down down there." <sighs> and I was like, "Okay." So they checked me again, and for almost twenty, for almost like twelve hours, I was at a three centimeters. Oh my goodness! Even with on and off pitocin. Oh. So they. So they. He he brought over lidocaine cream. I have ice packs down there. I'm screaming. I'm that person. I'm in so much pain because I'm feeling my contractions. Well, I'm burning. Yeah, I'm feeling my contractions down in that region. Uh-huh. And they're like, I don't understand. Like, you shouldn't be feeling this. And I was like, I am. Oh. Like, Lord, help me. So it's around now. The So the anesthesiologist comes back in a new one. And he looks at Zach and he's like, I think we're going to start putting her on fentanyl. Because we need her to get comfortable. And Zach's like, okay, so around 9, 30, 10, they put me with fentanyl. And for it fentanyl? It's like a drug. Yeah. It's a real strong drug. So uh, around, I was like, what? So let's say like around 10, from 10, 30 to 11, 30, I am chilling. Mm-hmm. But I'm feeling every single contraction. I mean, I'm feeling everything. Like everything. And I'm, I'm trying to breathe through it. And, and I can look at the monitor and... And Zach is prepping me. He's squeezing my hand every time he sees a contraction, like, starting to grow. Mm -hmm. Because he's, like, preparing me. Mm -hmm. My mom is on the other side, like, and she's had two natural births, too. And she's like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I mean, I, my nurse actually did not see any other patient that night. Like, from the time that she came in to the time I left. Like, she was with me the entire time. 
And I was like, Lord Jesus, like, it is my time. <laughs> like, I have lived a good life. Like, I'm good to go. I'm good. I'm ready. And I looked at her. I, I looked at my nurse. And I said, I'm ready to meet my maker. I was like, <laughs> meanwhile, my mom is like, I just asking her about, like, Facebook. So I'm like, mom, shut up. Like, do you not realize, like, for real? So it, it comes around 11.50. Okay, meanwhile, at 10.30, they pulled out the monitor that like, was around her oh, head. Oh, I that was in there. And <laughs> it was like, I was so swollen. I was bleeding. I mean, it was bad. Oh. So around 11.30, she like looks at me. Brady looks at me and is like, Katie, I have to check you. Because Zach went out in the hallway. I remember my mom looking at him and saying, you need to be her advocate. Like, you need to mm-hmm. say something. Mm-hmm. Because I was ready to have a C-section. I was mm-hmm. like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So Zach goes out and talks to the OBGYN. He says, I need to be checked one more time. Mm-hmm. The nurse can barely get fingers in because I'm so swollen in pain. And she was like, Katie, if I could pull down my mask, I would show you this big smile on my face. She's like, you're at 10 centimeters. I was like, Jesus, I was ready to meet you. And now you are making me. All this to say, my mom and Zach held my legs for two and a half, almost two and a half hours. Because I could not leave my legs down because I was in so much pain. And oh. I was feeling so much pressure. I mean, I was in so much pain. And I was push, push, push. And you know those moments, <laughs> we laugh about it. Those moments where they put the baby on your chest and it's like this beautiful moment. I was so drugged out. I was right. like, and I, and she's like, do you want time with her? And I was like, no, get her off. Go wipe her off. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm I was like, I'm in so much pain. Like, and so i had her and i mean zach watched her the entire time come out my mom watched her come out they were like high-fiving each other they were both holding my legs they were both holding my legs and they're like these are tree trunks yeah oh yeah i know about that i mean and i'm not a small person okay so they're holding these big old legs and i was like whatever sorry (laughs) so yeah we were in the hospital i tried to breastfeed in the hospital and it just was like she wasn't latching and I worked with the lactation consultant the lactation consultant came to the house and it just wasn't working. And Mm -hmm. that was like the toughest thing I think for a mom to realize like you cannot provide for your baby. Mm -hmm. Like I was pumping, but it was nothing. It was like, she wasn't getting what she needed. And so, um, I went to, we had a pediatrician first who mom shamed me into not trying And fun fact. She actually lives like right by me. So if you're listening to this, Hmm. You know who you are. But she was like, you can't pump exclusively. Like, that's never going to work. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, being so negative. And so that moment, for something hit me, I got on, I looked on our local mom's Facebook page, and I got a new pediatrician, the best person I've ever met in my entire life. And I remember she grabbed my face, and she said, my husband is a colorectal surgeon. I'm a pediatrician. Both my kids were formula fed, and I was like, okay, done. Done. My mom... <laughs> My mom expedite shipping the baby Brezza, which is like the formula of Keurigs. Um, <laughs> and I didn't even care. I read like reviews on it. I was like, I don't even care. I'm doing this. And that was the best decision that I made for our family. Mm-hmm. And for the second one, I'm going in with pre-made formula and the baby will be on formula. Like mm-hmm. it's just a decision that I've made. And it helped me because my postpartum experience you know, Danielle, you, you dealt with like the down syndrome and that shock. Mm-hmm. My postpartum experience was just shock of becoming a mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you probably dealt with that too. 
Um, but like I really dealt with really bad postpartum anxiety to the point where like I didn't want to hold Colette for the first two months. Right. And so Zach literally, he said, hold my coffee, strap on my book bag. And he literally carried our family for the first two months. I honestly, maybe even three months. Like I was having such a hard time and I was crying all the time and I was like shaking. I couldn't eat. And but how beautiful to have a partner yeah step up like that and he did and it's a blessing that we had Mm -hmm. her in the summer he has summers Summers off off. oh yeah so he was there and so i was like i got on medication and that's the things that people don't talk about right like i just started weaning off anxiety medication and i am colette is almost 15 months old Mm now good but for the second one uh hello medicine (laughs) i will bring i will just start popping that right because it just it it just kind of i mean my hormone after you give a baby your hormones are all over the place yeah, they're crazy yeah and then i got a burning you know satan's fire down them. there but you know what i will say this you know someone said would you rather have a really easy pregnancy and a really bad delivery or a really bad oh. pregnancy and an easy delivery and i said you know what i will take my experience yeah all this to say i had three failed epidurals I gave birth to her naturally. It happened. Yep. You did it. I felt like you a warrior queen. <laughs> but the first thing that I said was, you know, after she was born, Zach was like, how do you feel, babe? And I was like, well, how would you feel looking at this doctor sewing up your crotch? Because it's like the weirdest thing. Like, oh, I remember them putting Jack on my chest and I knew she was down there <gasps> doing that. Ah. And it was hard to focus on him while I'm yeah. like, oh, what's happening down there? Well, and I just feel really blessed because, I mean, I have a lot of friends that have had C-sections. Mm-hmm. When I say a lot of friends, I really don't have that many friends. Oh, but stop. I know a stop. lot of people's stories. They, they're they open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my postpartum, like, healing was a breeze. Like, I was walking the next day. Like, I was out. I was – now – I found out that I probably shouldn't have been driving, but I took her to newborn photos. Oh, um, but I was, <laughs> I was I was feeling good, mm-hmm. and I healed up nice. It is amazing. Like I know not that's not everybody's story, but I kind of had similar like yeah. recovery was pretty fast. Um, but it's amazing what our bodies can do. It really is, and how and fast then, they can. And then we are like back. so like forgetful, and we're like, let's have another one. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But what? if I had to rate my birth experience... Yeah, what would you rate it? Mm, pain-wise, I mean, all in all, I'd give it like a 5 out of 10. Okay. I If I Good could just... Grant. If I could just rate the nurses, the nurses are what got me through. Okay. 10 out of 10. Oh, that, see, that's Which one of my postpartum nurses is your neighbor? Oh, um... Yeah, Sarah. Sarah, that's right. I was yeah. like, wait, what is her neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, which neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, but, that is awesome. Yeah, being a mom is quite interesting. It's, I mean, we go to parks now. We, we are go on to schedules. We, it has changed uh, don't a lot. Talk, which, the schedule, that's another podcast. Yeah, because I, was I like, am, we could keep going on about that. But I think it's important to share about our birth experiences because mm-hmm. for a lot of moms, it's traumatic, like oh, mine. Yeah. Yeah. And for a lot of moms, it's really positive like yours. I was going to say, And yeah. a lot of people keep that inside. And I know people with traumatic births, and they're like, I'm not having another. And I totally respect that. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. 
It is. And it's like, and then that's a lot. And then the after is <laughs> yeah. a lot. And then so. just dealing with what life throws at you, right? Who would yeah. have thought that Jack would have had mosaic Down syndrome? Have you ever heard of that? No. Nope. Not to him. So no, yeah. Jack just, is just trying the to be. disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think a challenge that I hope listeners will be challenged with mm-hmm. is to start talking about your birth experience, to talk, yeah. to start, to start talking about how you're feeling as a mom and to know that you're not alone. It helps. Like, it's helped talking to you about it. Like, talking to my mom, my sister, like, different people just, like, not reliving it but kind of reliving it and, like, going through it in my head, like, to, like, think about, like, things that I'd want to change, too. Right. And um, it does help you feel, like, less alone in that, too. And I know all of our, like, experiences are different in their own way, but it really has, like, it's just really brought, like, a community around Mm -hmm. me, too, with that aspect, but, um, And you hit the nail on the head by saying that a a lot of times, right after you give birth to the baby, it's all about the baby, and a lot of times we forget about the mom, and that's what I've realized, and if anything, I I hope to be a support for new moms, Mm -hmm. because it's not easy. Right. It's still not easy. Right. Are you kidding me? It's the biggest blessing, but it is... It's like, they're the biggest walking oxymorons in this planet. Yes. Like, we love, we hate them, and we love them at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and like, with like... I feel like the biggest blessings are the hardest things in life, really. Yep. Like, I don't know. I just think of other things in my life that, you know, besides having a kid and the hardest things are the things I look back on. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that happened. Yep. So. Well, hey. This we will. I'm so sorry. No, I really ran on the, that Hey, one, we, gave them, we gave them an upward. Um, we have the gift of gab. We, yep. They so knew. you knew. So you knew. <laughs> you knew what you're getting into. But this is an hour of your time that you can't get back. No. Nope. And now you've heard a lot about crotches. Yep. And fire. Oh, and protruded tongues. Oh, and uh, <laughs> plug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she went there. <laughs> we went there. But hey, have a great week. And we look forward to talking to you next Monday. Thanks so much for listening.